name's Aaron. And he had a master plan. He had a friend. His name's Merlin. And that's where it all began. Welcome to another episode of The Complete Story. I'm Chuck Kravanek, and uh, unfortunately, I'm not with Miles Jensen today. He's, uh, he's busy, I guess, buying other companies. But I do have the great pleasure today of speaking with China Christensen, the Director of Legal Operations for Complete Recovery in support of our Waypoint group. And I believe, China, that you're connecting into us from somewhere near Round Rock, Texas. Is that right? I'm actually in Round Rock. I'm here, I'm here at the home office, uh, 301 Sundance. That's where I'm at. All right. Well, welcome. We're glad you're here. Uh, start out. We'd like to start out. Why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, born and raised here in Central Texas. Um, yeah. Um, for some of my free times, I'm definitely a lover of horror films. I love good music. I love good people. I like to laugh a lot. And I also like to play my saxophone. Oh, that's, that's, a, that's a lot of interesting things we can talk about today. Uh, but let me start out, uh, just so I can use this as a tax write-off, uh, talking about work a little bit here. So you are the Director of Legal Operations. Uh, tell us what that what that means. That sounds very impressive. <laughs> well, to make a difficult story short, um, essentially what I'm going to be responsible for is handling all the licensing related items uh, regarding Waypoint. That means, for instance, typically when you do like an, a change in ownership, you have to notify the state regulators as to the new structure, how things are going, and then some of them make instances where you have to complete new applications. So I'm the person that handles essentially all the paperwork. Um, I will also be corralling any of our litigation um, items that are, are going to be uh, had with a complete recovery. And then, yeah, so that's that's a pretty much it in a nutshell. Um, there's a lots of juggling that usually happens with that. So that's as far as getting registered agents set up, getting um, making sure our annual reports get filed, things of that nature. And that's, uh, that's what I will be assisting with. Wow. And so it's my understanding, too, that you do that. Like, are we registered in all 50 states or do you have to worry about licenses in 50 different states? Or So we're not licensed in all 50 states, but we are registered uh, through a certificate of authority in all 50 states plus two of the outlying territories of Puerto Rico and Guam. Wow, that that's an impressive, uh, uh, you, you, I think you used the word juggling. That sounds like it, that probably <laughs> entails a lot of juggling. If I know anything about how uh, government uh, licensing <laughs> tends to go. That, that is correct. You forget to fill in one form or dot the T uh, or cross the I and you're in trouble. That is exactly correct, yes. So I would have been in trouble right there uh, for not saying <laughs> it correctly. So tell me, how did how does one get into this line of work, or how did you get more specifically get into this line of work? Well, I kind of stumbled into the job. Um, I worked, I started out, out, out as a temp 
at with uh, Texas Guaranteed Student Loan Corporation. I did like a two week um, stint with them. And they liked me so much, they called me back a couple of weeks later and had me to come on for like a month. And then toward the end part of that assignment is when I had indicated to them, you know, that my, my assignment was going to end and I was going to be, you know, going forward. And so one of the the, the individuals that was working at the, um, the office there had suggested me that they would reach out to, inside of Trellis and see if there was any available positions for me. And luck would have it, um, the individual, her name was Jenny, she reached out to the legal department and I essentially became their records coordinator. That was how I got my start here with uh, legal. And then I, I went on to be the, the um, legal coordinator for about a year, year and a half. And then one of the paralegals left. And so after she left, I wound up taking up, taking over her job and it was all, all uphill from there. Yeah. That's an, yeah. that's a great story for people, for, I think everybody to hear because what it, what it demonstrates to me is that cream always rises to the top. Uh, even if you don't, I, you know, I, t- I was tell, tell my sons this too, is get your foot in the door because if you are, once you have that opportunity, you rise above everybody else and more opportunities will keep coming your way as, yes. as has happened to you, China. And that's, that's great to hear. Because I see so many people who are waiting for the perfect job or, you know, things like that, rather than just do love the job you're in and the next job is just going to present itself almost. That, that sounds great. The other thing I think your story shares is that you had some good mentors, it sounds like, along the way, too. Yes. Um, so that was part of my success here with uh, or previous success here with Trellis Company. Um, like I said, I came in pretty green, not knowing anything about the legal feel in general outside of what you see on TV. Um, so I kind of came into the, from that perspective. Um, the individuals that I've had in my career here while I was at Trellis, they helped mentor, they helped mold and helped shape me to where I am today. Um, they saw confidence in me where I knew I was confident, but they also saw the confidence in me. So where they knew that I could handle a lot more than what I was initially assigned with. And like I said, they helped shape my future here at Trellis. And that was how I was able to essentially get to be a, become a paralegal. Because like I said, I had no previous legal experience whatsoever. It, it enabled me to go back to school. Uh, I graduated in December of 2017. And then I became a full-fledged uh, paralegal in uh, December 2017. That's fantastic. Uh, so you recently you've made some uh, or you've had some changes in that uh you were working for Waypoint. Now you're working for Complete Recovery, but supporting Waypoint and Prince Parker. And it's a whole new world for a lot of us. Uh, how is that going so far for you? And uh, any regrets? So to, I guess, to make a small correction, um, I was employed by a Trellis, Trellis company. Oh, that's right. And we had what was called a shared services agreement where... I I'm I was the employee of Trellis Company, but I also provided assistance or or work as needed for Waypoint. So I was never a, a Waypoint employee, but a, a Trellis employee. And so under the shared services agreement, I essentially split my time between Trellis and Waypoint. And then it was also a third entity that was also mixed into there that I also supported as well. So with the transition, um, 
things have been a little hectic. Just, you know, getting uh, software. Software has been a major concern um, where things just sometimes don't work. And I've had to spend a significant amount of time with the IT team to help get things working and running the correct way they need to run. So that was part of the little headache, I guess you could say, I had initially starting out. But now that we've gotten everything kind of smoothed out, uh, things are kind of, I don't want to say smooth sailing, but things are a lot more easier at this point. <laughs> oh, let me let me reassure you that working for complete recovery, they'll never be smooth sailing. <laughs> we tend to like choppy seas sometimes. But hopefully, and I say this in all sincerity, that that's why I, I love working here and, and have is that that just the positive mindset of everybody that I come in contact with in my job is what makes it all worthwhile. Cause I, I love it when people, even if it's not going right, they're trying to overcome and make it better. And that's, yeah. uh, that's what, and the other thing about what uh, I think what we do here too, is I do believe we make a difference each day, the things you do and making sure those licenses are correct and, mitigating any risks that we have is so valuable to the company. That's part of growing. Um, I, I have the, I don't want to say the mantra, but my mindset is always, you never get too old to learn. Yeah. So that's, that's part of how I've been successful um, is just, you know, a, a willingness and an openness to learn more than what you've previously learned or, or thought you knew about something. Yeah. So we were, uh, we were talking about, I mean, I've uh, spoken with you for, uh, before about uh, your love of saxophone. <laughs> so I'm going to go now to the personal side. Tell me a little bit uh, about your love of, for our people that are listening. How did you wind up picking up the saxophone? So starting all the way, way back in grade school, I, I wanted to play the saxophone. This is like around sixth grade. Um, my band director would not allow me to play saxophone. Um, for whatever reason, he wanted me to play trombone. So I initially started off on trombone. It was not a love. <laughs> it was just a way to get my foot in the door, uh, to get into band and, and proceed from there. So I made friends with some of the saxophone players. And one of the friends that I had made, her name was Angela. Angela allowed me the opportunity to practice on her saxophone. And so I would practice on her saxophone. And one day I was in the practice room practicing. I was, you know, really going at it. And our practice room did not have a window to them. So someone knocks at the door and it's the band director. And he asked me, well, who's in here playing the saxophone? And I was like, it's me. He was like, no, it's not. And I'm like, yes, it is. <laughs> he was like, play for me. So I played for him and he was like, okay, hands down, you're starting on saxophone tomorrow. <laughs> and, and that was all she wrote. So around, I think it's around what, seventh grade is when I started playing saxophone full time. Um, it grew with me throughout high school. I've done marching band. I went to college, performed in a marching band there. I also went to study music education. I subsequently found that the education part was not, not, not for China, but <laughs> but I still like to play saxophone. So that was kind of how everything kind of unfolded for me as far as playing saxophone. Um, then fast forward for a number of years, I I won't say I lost interest, but life happened. And time management became an issue with being able to have this, the necessary time to dedicate to practicing and, you know, and developing your craft, so to speak. 
And so I kind of had to put it to the side. And then when the pandemic happened back in 2020, like thoughts were in my head at that point to start back playing again, since I had like all this enormous amount of free time. So in 2021, I went ahead and purchased a new saxophone, uh, got my brand name that I always wanted, which was a Selmer. Um, started practicing on that, and I've just been in love ever since. Uh, so much so, today, I, before I came into work, had to drop off my saxophone to get it repaired. Oh, you've already worn it out? <laughs> Apparently so. <laughs> uh, so why? Uh, what crosses my mind is why the saxophone over other, like you said, I definitely didn't want to play the trombone. What about the saxophone attracted you to it? You like the sound I mean, or what is there not to like about the saxophone? I mean, it, it's a sexy instrument. All right. <laughs> Everyone loves it. Um, and in addition to playing the saxophone, I also can play clarinet. I played flute. I played some bassoon. I uh, played some oboe. So it wasn't. I wasn't just relegated to just playing the saxophone. I, I, I consider myself well-rounded. I also played, like I said, played trombone for about a year, uh, even though it wasn't a. It was not a. It was not a love. It was yeah. just something to essentially get my foot in the door. And then once I got in the door, it was like, oh, yeah, you should have been a saxophone player all, the all along. So um, I've taken that route. Like I said, I you know, played uh, many different instruments, uh, but saxophone is always where my heart was at, was playing sax. That's great. That I mean, that it, that's another life lesson there because I, I find that there's people like yourself. Can, you can play a multitude of instruments and you could probably play it very well, but but there's that one passion. And if you find that yeah. one passion, it's, it makes, brings you joy and it probably is going to, then uh, other people will see that joy that you have there too. So, Hopefully so. all right. Now you shared something else with me and I'm going to try uh -oh. a little sound effect here. Oh, I got to turn it up. Let me try it again. You said you liked horror films, right? Yes. <laughs> That was my horror sound effect. Oh, because I, I barely heard it. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> we'll see how that, yeah, I, I might have to edit that afterwards. But so what, what's your favorite horror or how did you get into horror films or what do you like about horror films? And then tell me what your favorite ones are. My mom. My mom is the one who got me into horror films. Um, growing up, like I used to watch The the Exorcist, uh, Children of the Corn, all of the um, the Halloween movies. Oh. Um, yeah, so my mom got me into all of that. Um, now she can't stand to watch horror movies, <laughs> which is kind of funny. But um, yeah, so her love of of watching those types of movies is what got me into that. And then it just kind of spurred me really being into the genre as far as watching movies uh, that are of the horror nature. They're not exactly what they used to be, but you know, still, nonetheless, I still like the horror movies. So which one, do you have a favorite, oh. personal favorite? So the ones that I grew up watching that I absolutely love was The Exorcist. The, we're talking about the original. Um, I've watched all the Omen movies. I love those. And next will be, I guess, Jason's, the Jason movies. Jason movies, oh. Yeah. So I was saying, there's like different genres of horror movies. So like the first ones you mentioned are those like um, uh, mystical, well, religious kind of eat good versus evil kind, right? Uh -huh. Then the other ones are like slasher movies where there's yes. where Jason is I'm, crazy. I'm, <laughs> I'm well rounded in the horror genre. <laughs> I like some of everything. So um, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. 
No, I was just going to say that. Um, yeah, I feel like I consider myself pretty well rounded as far as what I like to watch. I don't. I don't just stick to one genre. Case in point, even my musical tastes don't just stick to one genre. Um, I listen to and, and love a lot of different things, uh, different aspects of different genres. So, just kind of depends on what 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 I'm in the mood for that day. Yeah, they say variety is the spice of life. <laughs> I have to agree. Yeah. So I was going to ask you, my my per, one of my personal favorite horror movies is called Jeeper Creepers. Have you ever seen that? <laughs> yes, I have. It's, that's a little combination of uh, the the, the uh, what do you call the demon? It's a demon, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think there's a Jeepers Creepers three. Uh huh. I'm, sure, I'm sure there is. Kind of recently, there but may, I've definitely seen the first two. It's the the first one is I own that yeah. a copy of that. That's one of the and I'll watch that over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> still scares yeah. me. Still scares me every time. And I even like the theme song to it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. Well, China, it's been a pleasure speaking with you. But before I let you go, uh, I'm going to. Uh, it's time to play Chuck's Fast Five. I got to see if I got theme music for that. I don't think so. So I'm going to just hit, hit uh, applause f- sound effects if I can find that. Oh wait, that's laughter. all right please please calm down all right time for chuck's fast five this is where i'm going to give you five pairs of words and i'm going to ask you to pick one of those pairs of words and keep in mind there's no right or wrong answers unless i say there are okay Okay. are you ready yes trains or planes 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 yeah you get there faster all right Mac or PC? Mac. Mac. That's what we're recording this podcast on right now. So that's good. Beaches or mountains? I'm going to say mountains. All right. Mountains. Have you been out to Salt Lake and seen our mountains yet? I've never been to Salt I've never been to Utah. Okay. Well, I'm sure you're, have you, you've got a trip planned yet? No, I'm um, trying to figure out when, when uh, Merlin is going to send me up. Yeah, he's definitely <laughs> going to want you to come see the mountains here. And, and now is a great time. We got what I like springtime here because you got snow up in the mountains, but it's, uh-huh. it can be 80 degrees in the valley. <laughs> yeah, that's the way I like it. All right. Uh, croissants or biscuits? <laughs> croissants. All right. That's uh, the uh, it's. A little, uh, I was expecting biscuits because uh, the uh, the distance to the East Coast. Uh, East Coast seems more, I guess it's a mixture. It, 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 I would say it depends. Um, if they're the great homemade biscuits with a lot of butter, then yeah, yeah. that can win out. <laughs> All right. And fin- finally, a musical one. Simon or Garfunkel? You're too young. You don't even know who they are. <laughs> I know who the, I've heard the names, but I can't say that I'm familiar with the music. So let's go, Simon. Okay, so Paul Simon was the better. Yeah. He was the songwriter and uh, very, very talented. They were a very mu- talented musical group who, who wrote the Sounds of Silence. Do you know that one? Yeah. Or Bridge Over Troubled Water? Those are a couple of their hits. All right. 
Well, uh, uh, China, I want to thank you for joining us today. Um, we really are glad to have you as part of the team, and uh, I think we'll, we can uh, do a lot of great things together and have a lot of fun while we're doing it. Does that sound okay? Well, <laughs> yes, sir. It sounds good to me. Well, thank you guys for having me with uh, come up, come aboard to Complete Recovery, and I look forward to meeting everyone in person. All right. Well, that's the complete story, and we're sticking to it. Uh, don't forget to check out all our great episodes on Anchor it's or Spotify. Made up of you.